Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, let's go right to the phones. And joining us, Nate Zielinski. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? Well, you know, I'm... I've never been more happy to have you on the radio show. Oh, yeah? I'm fighting, a, I, I'm fighting a cold today, and Karen gets so mad at me when I cough and clear my throat on the radio, and my voice is starting to fail. So I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you tell us what's going on. I don't know, Terry. I get pretty nervous. I don't like to talk very much. I tend to talk too slow, and I don't got much to say, so I don't know how we're going to handle this one. All right, we'll see you. Call next week. No. <laughs> I do have one question for I will, you. Uh, I will help you out here. We got so much going on, and, uh, yeah, honestly, we don't have uh, have much time to wait. So, with that being said, there, there's so much stuff happening, Terry. We keep talking about it, but obviously our water levels are, are kind of all over the place. Chatfield right now is is still high. Cherry Creek's open for boating and finally settling down. Uh, our mountain lakes are now open for fishing, so I'll kind of cover all that. Um, as of now, if you are a big game hunter, you now have all the results out. So all the, the very limited stuff, the sheep, the goat, um, those are out. Moose, elk, deer, pronghorn, everything is out. So as of today, um, you now uh, should know 100% what your tags are. If you don't know, uh, check your emails, check your spam folders, or go on to the Colorado Parks and Wildlife website, check your draw results, check your active licenses, check your preference points. Um, so everything is out in those regards. So we are 100% in big game planning. We're fishing. Uh, we have a lot of events going on. We have an amazing event up at Horse Tooth Reservoir right in your neck of the woods today. Uh, Chad Chance is emceeing that cast event that same cast organization is coming to chatfield i'll be emptying that one end of july uh we need voters for that so uh the the sky is uh, is the limit with what to do right now in colorado well you're absolutely right i have one question then i'm going to shut up and let you talk to us for a while i never can shut up i'm just like you <laughs> so we've had these constant storm fronts going through and even when we don't get a front we have, we get these cold outflow winds and pressure drops from those fronts that go out from the fronts. Uh, this We're running into what should be summer peak fishing for the warm water species. Have you seen, have you had to adjust your fishing much because of these fronts and outflows? You know, a little bit, Terry. I think uh, a lot of stuff's happening, so I'll kind of walk you through it. Um, number one, we'll, we'll start at, like, a Cherry Creek. We've spent a ton of time at Cherry Creek. Um, obviously, it was closed for several weeks, weeks with high water. Um, the, the lake has now recited, um, and I would say everything is just a hair behind. We have a lot of cold water um, coming into the bodies of water. So if you go by the calendar year, which I know we always preach not to do, you know, it goes by the season, it goes by, you know, what the fish are doing they don't follow a calendar but you know if you're an angler that really likes to follow the follow the calendar we're a little bit delayed so you know we're probably a week or so behind schedule um so the fish at cherry creek are on structure 
but and we're catching a lot of fish, but I wouldn't say it's like that peak summer where you're just really, you know, lighting them up. So uh, everything is just a little delayed here on the front range, um, but but I think things are good. The biggest thing with Cherry Creek in particular, those fish are extremely well fed this year. So really healthy, big fish. Uh, it's nice to see the quality of the fish, but anytime you have well fed fish, obviously you as an angler are going to have to work just a little harder to catch them. So um, I think Cherry Creek is good, but I encourage anglers, if you go out there and you're not catching fish, you know, mix it up a little bit. We see a lot of fish on structure. A lot of our bigger fish are either shallower or on uh, in the suspended water. So if you're looking for bigger fish, uh, trolling suspended baits and or fishing shallow structure uh, is going to be the key there. Um, and then same type thing, I think uh, our mornings have been most consistent. Afternoon, you know, we're dealing with, with all the weather. So whether it's lightning, thunder, you know, wind, rain, hail, um, it just seems like that's kind of mixing things up. Honestly, to, to be too, totally truthful, the fish are doing pretty well with these storms. There's a lot of years where you get a lot of storms coming through and those fish flat out shut down. Um, this year, it seems like the fish are, are managing it fairly well. Um, they seem to be still biting throughout the activity. But obviously, I think it makes boat control tough. It brings safety of the angler kind of into that concept. So um, overall, I would just tell people, you know, try to find the most calm conditions. You know, if you have a, a nice, steady condition um, of decent weather, that's going to bring on the most stable fishing. Uh, and stable fishing is always the easiest to find those patterns. So that's kind of what we're dealing with the storms, you know, in, in those regards there. Um, Chatfield is staying high. I know I, I keep getting blown up with people asking us, uh, are they going to lower the water? Is it going to retreat? The water is now still above what the full pool is kind of estimated to. So it's basically as full as it um, And with it being full as it can get, um, obviously those, those fish are, are there. They're biting. But I think anglers really need to learn how to fish it. It's almost like a brand-new fishery. Um, we're seeing the walleyes adapting to the water level but not as shallow as you would think. Um, a traditional walleye fishery, and it floods like that, those walleyes pile up into that shallow water. We're catching a lot of walleyes in like 8 to 14 feet of water. We have not seen at least big populations of them move up into 2, 3 feet of water like a lot of times you would anticipate. So, um, again, the walleyes are activating in shallow water, moving into the new flooded areas, um, but they have not gone extremely shallow, kind of like we were anticipating. So that's kind of the concept there. Anytime we deal with kind of new water and big volumes of water, my biggest suggestion is to cover water. I see a lot of anglers that are pulling up and, you know, really taking their time and kind of camping out on a spot and trying multiple techniques. Um, this is one of those times that it is ideal to take a bait that you have confidence in, take a bait that you can cover water with, and I encourage anglers, move around until you find fish. Once you find fish, then slow down. Um, but right now, covering water is probably one of the biggest kind of kind of big changers up there um, that's really going to help you out. So at Chatfield, cover some water till you find fish. Once you find fish, slow down and start beating them up. We're catching them on jigs. We're catching them on slip bars. We're catching them on live bait rigs, cranks, uh, little swim baits, you know, blade baits. So a lot of techniques are working, but cover water till you find fish and then really break those individual fish down and those groups of fish down. Well, that's, we talk about power fishing versus finesse fishing, and people think it's a time of the year kind of thing, but it's really 
what the fish are doing kind of thing. If if the fish aren't in their typical locations and they're spread, you have to sometimes you have to power fish all day and just cover water. Use faster moving lures, reaction baits, crankbaits, things like that, or trolling. And, but once you find the fish, that's when the finesse baits can really come into play. And sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. A hundred percent, Terry. That's exactly up there. So, uh, again, power fish, they find them and then kind of break them down. And then we move up to the mountains. Uh, we're the same way. We're looking really good. So, you know, up in the hills, we target, you know, spinning 11-mile Antero a lot, um, and things are going really well up there. So probably one of the, the fun bites that we're seeing, or probably the most uh, excited bites, I should say, is that spinny. So spinny just opened for boating a little over a week ago, um, and they are still filling that body of water. So typically speaking, once your water temperature starts getting in the high 50s, the weed growth just takes off. So typically, by the first couple days of June, our weed growth is at max capacity. The the pike are in the weeds. The, the, that kind of phenomenal fly bite um, is still going, but the fish are kind of activating more to the weeds. And we just kind of hit a summer pattern, and the peak kind of spring bite kind of slows down a hair. That weed growth is accelerating right now. So right now, as we speak, the weeds are growing, but they're storing water, and the water level is rising. So the water level is increasing at the same rate, if not faster than the weeds, leaving a nice gap of water between the surface and the weeds, kind of extending and bringing on an incredible pike bite and an incredible trout bite. So spinny right now, where it typically would be slowing down a hair, finding moving into the summer pattern, it is absolutely on fire. So uh, we're fly fishing. Or we'll talk trout first. Uh, calm water conditions. We're doing a lot of fly fishing. The second we have chop, even just a little bit of darker surface clarity, um, we're throwing spoons. We're swimming tube jigs, um, and that bite is, is second to none. Our rainbows are like 21, 22 inches to about 26 inches on the average. So giant fish, you know, hard fighting. Uh, it, it's just, it's unbelievable. And then the pike, same thing. We are seeing huge fish. Um, you know, where normally we always say, hey, you know, our big fish are 40, 41 inches. Um, you know, as a as a team tight line, as a as a company wide kind of you know on look after the first week, um, we're seeing as many forty four to forty five inch fish as I've seen in several years. Um, I think overall we've seen four fish at that forty five inch mark. Uh, we've probably seen a dozen fish over forty in the last week. Uh, it is absolutely fishing incredible. We're fishing big giant baits over those weeds, um, and, and the fishing is just awesome. So uh, the, the pike bite there is phenomenal. Um, and Taro and 11-mile are fishing well. So across the board, uh, we're seeing a lot of great fishing. The, the heavy runoff's keeping the water temperatures uh, fairly cool, so we're not really seeing the summer temperatures. Um, and, and everything is fishing really well, Terry. You know, a couple comments on that pike bite. A lot of times people have trouble fishing for those pike when they're buried in the weeds. A lot of anglers have trouble making a presentation. With this water above those weeds, I don't know if you've, if you've used them much, but a, a fairly novice angler can throw a spinner bait with a trailer and just work it across the tops of those weeds and get a lot of reaction bites and still not get hung up, even if it dips down in the weeds a little bit. Are you seeing any of that type of action? 
you know, it, it'll definitely catch you some fish. We're seeing some smaller fish coming on the spinner baits. I would say we're probably two weeks away from that bite going right now. Our pike are kind of still in that post-spawn lazy mode. Um, so right now we're fishing a lot of big stick baits. Whether you're casting a stick bait or trolling it or you're casting a swim bait or trolling it, um, right now they're about a really big slow moving presentation so you know we're running musky stick baits that are eight to ten inches we're running a lot of swim baits in that eight to ten inches um even our jerk baits we're trying to run seven inch baits so right now the pike it's all about a big bait worked as slow as possible um i think that we're probably a week ten days from them kind of being a hundred percent recovered from spawn back into their summer patterns and that's when i think the the spinner bait bites really going to kick off uh, again we're catching a few fish with it i actually we tried it this week, um, but I, but it's not quite to where it's that summer pattern where that spinner bait's really going to excel. So right now, my suggestion is big stick bait, big swim bait, um, almost awkwardly big bait. I mean, we're talking again eight to ten inch bait, um, and that's the key up there. But I, I think we're very close to that spinner bait start. It's just not quite there as we speak at this moment. Now, if you're a an angler who maybe doesn't have all the equipment to fish those big baits or doesn't have those big baits. Could you get by with a, a big floating stick bait like a original Rapala or a, a, husky, a big husky jerk that goes down a little bit? And, and are you putting a leader on? And are you putting a leader on these? Right now, we're not. So, uh, again, an F-18, that's original floating Rapala. It's a balsa wood bait. That bait measures exactly seven inches. Um, that is a dynamite technique. So it's, uh, it's got three trebles on it. It's lightweight. You can cast it with average spinning gear. Um, and that F-18 is a great bait. The Husky Jerk, uh, like an HJ-14, that's going to come in at that six-inch mark. Still going to catch a lot of fish, but that original floater um, is absolutely dynamite. It has minimal movement. Um, again, everybody wants all this crazy action out of it, but right now you want minimal action. So that F-18 is a great choice. We're not running steel leader. We're going straight with our you know, 10, 12-pound mono straight to the base, um, and we've been having really good success. Uh, these pike, again, the, the water clarity is staying really good. We're moving the bait slow, so the fish have a lot of time to look at it. Um, and we've been seeing them shy away from the steel leaders, shy away from the big heavy floral leaders. Um, but right now, the fish have been pretty calm. So when you hook one of those big fish, the true key is a very minimal rod movement. So set the hook one time really hard, keep that rod high, and just reel. If you pump the rod, you jerk the rod, you you have a lot of rod movement, um, those fish are going to really fight harder. They're going to choke up on the bait, and that's when you're going to get those bite-offs. As long as you have fairly minimal rod movement, we've had very good success uh, of landing, you know, 95 98% of the fish without any bite-offs. So it's been going really well. Uh, but a lot of that is due to the anglers and the minimal rod movement. If you really get excited on that rod, that's when you're going to see those bite-offs. Once we step into that spinnerbait season and that, that higher action season, I think we'll be able to get away with the big floral leaders or even the steel leaders. But right now with the, the really slower movement, uh, they have been fairly leader shy. I, I have pretty much gone to just floral leaders for pike. I do a lot of bass fishing in Minnesota where I get bit off a lot. And even a 15 to 20 pound floral leader will maintain pretty good action, although it can bring down that floating nose on that floater a little bit, but they don't seem to shy as bad. I've really eliminated steel leaders. Why don't you tell us what you got coming up, Nate? Well, we got about a minute left. 
Absolutely. So, again, we're just excited about everything. We have a major uh, catch rate event coming up, probably the one I'm most excited about. Um, one of the near and dear friends um, of my career, somebody that I've looked up to, uh, is a gentleman named J.J. Branson. We lost J.J. last year, um, and it really hit the angling community hard. Just uh a diehard angler, good person. Um, I, I just can't say enough good things about him. We lost him last year. Uh, so we kind of have a tribute or a memorial to him at our next catch race. That's going to be June 14th, um, and we're inviting everybody out. We have a big bonus prize brought to us by the Denver Bassmasters, and this is one of these times where we're just inviting everybody possible to come out to catch race. We're going to have a big night uh, just honoring his name, having fun, fishing, doing what he loved and did most. Uh, so we're excited about encouraging everybody. Write down on your calendars, June 14th, catch rate at Chatfield. Uh, it's going to be a big night. Bonus prizes uh, and more than anything, just kind of a, a memorial and remembrance of Mr. J.J. Branson, and we're excited about it. So that that we encourage everybody put down on your calendars. Uh, then coming up at the end of July, we have our cast event. Uh, again, the same event that's going on at Horse Tooth today. We still need about 15 more boaters. Uh, so if everybody, you can kind of check out our Facebook page tonight. I'll get you some information, uh, but we encourage everybody, if you want to do something great in the community, uh, volunteer your time. We need help on shore for everybody that doesn't have a boat. We need boaters if you have a boat. Um, we need, uh, again, just a handful more volunteers at that cast event, so stay tuned uh, to the Tightline Outdoors Facebook page. We'll get you some information, but we'd love to have more people sign up for that uh, to help us out with that event, and then we're going to be starting to talk a lot of hunting now that all those draws are out. So a lot of stuff happening, uh, but again, you can always just check out our Facebook pages, website, uh, and we'll kind of keep you informed on what's going on. All right, my friend, we got to go. We'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. All right, Nate Zelensky, always a great resource. We'll take a quick time out, and the folks from Jack's Outdoor Gear are going to join us. We're going to talk about up in the north here, the Pooter and some of the lakes and Big Thompson and all that coming up on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan.